Yeah. Oh, those were big mealworms. They were nasty, nasty things. So, uh, hey, this morning, I'd like to welcome you here. My name's Scott. I'm also one of the pastors here. And uh, this morning, we've been talking these last few weeks about this gift of Christmas. And uh, this morning, we want to focus in on the gift, um, which is Jesus. And I don't know if you've ever thought about it, uh, how you open gifts. Um, you know, it's, it's not something we normally do, stick our hand in a box to something mysterious and, and, and try to touch it. I mean, everything inside of it says, that's just not smart. You're supposed to look at it. You're supposed to, like, at least know, right, or shake it or something like that. And so everything in our nature fights against that because we just think, well, that's dangerous. Like, I even asked some people, hey, would you want to do this? And their first response was, what, like, is there a mousetrap in it? Like, that's the first response is there's danger in there. Why would I stick my hand into a box that I can't see to find out what's in there, knowing that it's Pastor Sean putting it in there, who's probably got uh, ill intentions for sure. But there's something uh, about that, but it makes a huge difference to know what the gift is. I was actually talking to a couple guys afterwards. Anybody ever find out what the gift was before you opened it on Christmas when you were a kid? How many people did that? Didn't it like ruin Christmas Day? Like, then you're faking it through the whole thing, and it's like, oh, I got, yeah. And you only did it, how many only did it once? How many, you know, it's just one time. How many repeat offenders? Wow. We got a lot of repeat offenders. That's interesting. So there's something to at least knowing what the gift is and and not having it be a mystery, at least like you know it's going to be something good, not something bad. And when you look at the gift of Christmas, What's interesting is that God actually telegraphed this thing and actually told about this gift long before he ever gave the gift. He actually started saying, hey, look, I'm going to be given a gift. I'm sending it to you. Just wait. Just be on the lookout for it. It's going to be a good gift, a really good gift. It's going to be the Messiah, someone who's going to save you from all that you're in and from all you've done. It's a good gift, and that was centuries before Christ, long time, thousands of years before Christ. Then, then when Christ comes, you, you have these moments here where you know, have the birth of Christ, but as Christ lives his life, you, you have one guy who's right there at the beginning, John, and, and Jesus is getting baptized by John, and he makes this announcement like, hey, look guys, you got to know who we're looking at here. This is the gift. This is the Messiah, the one that's come to save us from everything we're in and everything that we've done. You go on and you read about this word gift, and it's a big deal to God. He's all about this gift. In fact, Jesus himself said, described himself as a gift. He said in John chapter 3, he said, God loves this world so much that he's giving the gift, his son, to save this world. God's all about this gift. And what's interesting about gifts is how many people are going to give a gift to your worst enemy today or tomorrow? Yeah, nobody. You don't give gifts to enemies, do you? That's a funny thing. That's a whole nother talk. But nobody gives gifts to the enemy, right? 
And God says, well, for his part at least, for our part, God says, look, you guys, you guys set yourself up to be an enemy to me. I, I mean, I'm not your enemy, but the way you guys live and the way you, the path you've chosen and what's deep within you, you set yourselves up to be enemies with me. And God says, but I'm going to give you a gift. Isn't that interesting? He gives us a gift. We're the ones saying, hey, look, you are, we don't see eye to eye. You and I, we're not going to be friends. We're going to be enemies. And he gives us a gift. And, and it's interesting as you look through this gift and the way it rolls out, the gift is salvation. The gift is himself, even more specifically, him in us, him in relationship, us in relationship to him. And, and it's a gift because where we are as, as people, right, all humanity throughout the history of the world, is there, there, there's this line and, and, and we're on this other line where we have this wiring, we have this, this really, it's just like this primal nature that chooses things that are contrary to God and not only chooses, but chooses and lives like we're God and we can call the shots, and we're in control, so it's our plan and our will and our path. Meanwhile, God, who, who is God over everything, is looking down going, really? Like, really? You're going to choose that path? And, and choosing that path, and the reason we're talking about this, because this seems like a downer, but to understand the gift, you have to understand why the gift was given. And so we're over here, and, and the consequences of this is obviously we, we live in a life that's, that's out of relationship, broken relationship to God. We live in a life where we're choosing everything, and, and, and we're not powerful enough to fix our lives. We're not powerful enough to save ourselves out of the messes that we've created, the sin that we're in. And there's a, there's a legal aspect to it, to it when, you, when you start talking about right and wrong. And God says, hey, look, when, when you cross that line and you're in here, the only way on the other side, the only way to pay for this is death. And that's kind of a bummer because that's permanent. You don't come back from death. You'd be thinking, man, that's serious. It is serious, but that's how serious God takes that moral code that he's put in all of us, that sense of right and wrong. It is serious. And so the problem is not only does that bring death physically, it brings death spiritually. It means separation. It, it's all of those things. And, and all of us have that sentence awaiting us. And it's even now, as we're living separate from God, if we haven't figured out how to receive that gift. And what ends up happening is God comes along and, and he says, hey, look, that's the problem. Now, let me give you a gift, something that can help pull you and save you out of, of this. And, and if you're sitting here going, well, I don't know about this, all you have to do is just turn on the news. I mean, Pastor Lynn talked about it a little bit. You look at the culture we're in, you look at what's going on in our world, and you can see how broken this world is. I can see it. Everybody can see it. I mean, just yesterday, you could just look on the news and see the mess we're in and the brokenness that's out there. And there's no solution. I mean, there, technology doesn't make things easier. I mean, we got all kinds of technology, and this stuff falls apart. It blinks and flashes and 
doesn't work. Technology is not going to save anyone. Education is not going to save anyone. It's just too big for that. And so God sent his son. It's Christmas. The, the word Advent means to come. It means the coming of, right? The Savior. And so we celebrate this first coming of Jesus, our Savior. And Paul was one of, of the first Christians in that, in that early time. And he ended up giving his life to Christ, receiving this gift, and, and just kind of tearing up the world, telling people about Jesus and saying, hey, look, you got to hear about this gift. So he wrote a letter to a church in Rome. And, and he, he talks about this gift over and over and over again. In this letter to Rome, in, in one chapter, three, he says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but are justified freely by this gift of redemption through Jesus Christ. Gift. Romans chapter 6, he says it again, the, the wages of sin, right? What, what sin pays out at the end of the day is death. But the free gift of God pulls someone over into eternal life. He wrote a church in the city called Ephesus. And he said, for by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. You did nothing to earn it. It's a gift from God so that no one would brag and think that they somehow saved themselves. It's a gift. And you hear this theme over and over and over again. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. And ultimately, what is the gift? It, it's Jesus. It's his, birth. it's his birth coming that signals, hey, look out, the gift's here. God has come which then moves all the way to the cross, which is God giving his life for us, right? He's, he's paying that penalty that's so permanent. So he dies for you. He dies for me. Because he's God, he can die for everyone. It counts for all. Raised to life after that, we celebrate Easter. And so there's this guarantee that this gift can go into and impact anyone who would receive it. And, w and what's the gift? Well, it's, it's salvation. It's not even just salvation. It's him and his presence in us. He literally lives within us, dwells. He's a spirit in us. And someone who receives it, all of a sudden you realize, oh, it's not just salvation, it's, it's God in us. It's not just God in us, it's all these other gifts that come with it. And, and there's gifts that, it, it's not just a one-time thing, it just rolls on. He gives a gift called mercy. And, and mercy is, we don't get what we do deserve. That's mercy. We don't get what we do deserve. So we deserve we deserve punishment, right? We deserve death, and, and we don't get that. We get mercy. And he gives mercy all the time. Like there's a lot of times it just keeps rolling out in our lives, right? We, we may even choose contrary to God, even as we're saying we love him, and he says, here, have some more mercy. I'm not going to make you pay for that. 
It's not a license to go on and sin, and that's a whole other talk, but he gives another grace, a gift, and it's called grace, and grace is getting what we don't deserve. And what don't we deserve? All that God gives us, right? Jesus comes, he lives in us, and, and he starts to pour into us joy, he starts to pour into us hope. I mean, this past week, I mean, this is a, you get to be a larger, growing number of people that you know, and, and you start to hear more and more about tragedy and loss and death. And in our church, even this past week, there's been three or four families impacted by someone they've lost. You know, there's sickness going on. There's pain. And God comes along, and he gives us this gift of hope, and it goes deep in our souls, and, and he, he pours it in there, and it gives us life and hope. He gives us joy. He gives us peace. So we're still in this broken world, and yet it's like we're not of this world, and he's there. It's such a difference. There, there's no government that could, could do this in the world, in the history of the world. There is no money that could buy this. In fact, it's funny because a couple of people actually tried to buy the gift, and, and that didn't work out so well for them. You can't buy it. The gift is Jesus. Who buys a gift? Can you imagine pulling out your wallet and paying for the gift tomorrow morning? Like, who does that? You don't buy the gift. It's given. You receive it freely. Another gift, one other thought, is that he has a way of loving us that it goes to the core of who we are. It goes down into probably the deepest places where we don't even understand what's going on and why it's going on in our souls. And yet he loves us there where there is just often fear or there is often anxiety or insecurity or loneliness or whatever those feelings are deep in there. And he comes in and he just says, I love you. I'm not going anywhere. Ever. I love you you some of us i would imagine many of us have opened this gift of jesus and we know these these stories how true it is that the gift just his gift just keeps giving over and over we're going to sing a song here invite the team to come up and it's a song about jesus the gift and if you, you've never received that gift, as it were, to kind of use that metaphor, I just want you to sit back and just hear the words of this song. It's about Jesus and what he wants to do and does for anyone who would want to receive him.
Earth in shadow, restlessly hold Labor's waiting in silent hope For the promise it longs to know What heaven You know, the funny thing about a gift, we don't think about these things, but a gift has to be received, it has to be opened, and it has to be used. And as you think about even just the gifts that you're getting this next Christmas and tomorrow, oh. We have a gift for you, and we Scott. Ignored him. We ignored him like <laughs> we always do. They help. We have a gift for you. Yeah, a take, gift has a gift. to be received. Yep, yes, yep, yep. has to be received. You said it. And opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to like it, Scott. He's going to love it. You got to open it. <laughs> I still can't bring it over. Isn't it great? It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I hope it fits Scott. He, he accepted it. He opened it. You know what? You got to use it. I just lost my man card. Uh, you got to practice what you preach, Got to practice what you preach. Let's get this on. Oh, it's. I got it's the one so with shoulder nice. pads to make you a little broader. <laughs> <laughs> Help him, Sean. Oh, here, here, Help him get it on. There we That's go. Shoulder pads. <laughs> Those used to be in. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. <laughs> that is a good fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Looks good on you. Does look good. Merry Christmas, yeah. God. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, enjoy, guys. Enjoy your yeah. time now in the uncomfortable. Get off the rest my of stage. stage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Len. Not my stage. Uh, our stage. <laughs> nice try, Len. <laughs> I am sorry about this. So uh, you have to suffer through this next few minutes. I'm not going to take it off. We're just going to wear it together, right? Is that what you do? So, uh, no, a gift, you got to receive it, you got to open it, and you got to use it. That's Jesus, right? You have to receive that gift. He's not going to force it on you. He's just not that way. So it's that heart thing. It's, it's do you want to choose to do that? And he says, and, and receive is receive and say, oh, Lord, thank you. I love you. Man, thank you so much. I'll, I'll take that salvation gift. I'll take that gift that takes me from death sentence to life sentence and all that that means. And, and opening it and using it is, it's not rocket science. I mean, God just wrote it out there for everybody to understand. It, it's real easy, opening and receiving and using it. Uh, it's simply saying, I, I need to be saved. I really do. I need it bad. I need to be healed. And it's not just my body, it's my soul. I, I need to be healed. I need to be forgiven. Like there's, there's stuff I've done, there's guilt. I need to be freed. There's so much that comes with this gift and it's those I statements that say, I need, I need, I need. And God says, that's exactly the way I want it. And some of you may be thinking, man, I, you know, if, if you, 
you get a gift from someone you love, you have no problem opening it. But could you imagine, we're not giving a gift to our enemy. Could you imagine your worst enemy sitting right here wanting to give you a gift and you know you still haven't been reconciled and he has, he doesn't have your best interest in mind. Could you imagine opening that gift? Of course not. You can't trust your enemy. You'd never open that gift. Wouldn't stick your hand in the box. Wouldn't do anything if you knew that it wasn't about reconciliation and love, but more harm. And I think sometimes we approach God, and, and some of us are scared to death to take a gift from God because you don't trust him. You just don't. And, and that's reality. I think there's a lot of people that wrestle with, well, how can I trust God because of this, and how can I trust God because of that? And you know, there's a moment, actually, Jesus encountered that. And, and there's this moment in his life, he's, he's talking to some people who knew God. And he goes, look, you guys don't get it. He says, if you're on this side of the line and, and you guys are overcome by all the stuff that you've done and there's evil in your life and all this stuff, and yet even though you're, you're messed up over here, you still know how to give good gifts to your kids and would always give good gifts to your kids, how much more do you think God the Father wants to give a good gift. I mean, you think your gifts are good? They won't even touch God's gifts. And some of you today, you've had that wall up that says, I can't trust you, I won't receive your gift. And I guess the invitation God would give is, just try. Just, just open the door enough and try me out and see if I won't give you a good gift. Now let the guard down, maybe for today, Maybe for tomorrow, and say, okay, God, give me this gift. I'll take it. And that's, it's that step, maybe thawing out. And some of you today, just, you, you know God's been after you, and, and it's time. It's time to just say, okay, I'm all in. I'll take the gift. Let's do this thing. And receive it, and open it. Use it. You know, one of the things that happens when you've received a gift like this from God is, uh, and I think many of us are here, is these times uh, for us, uh, we come and, and, and it's just all the stuff is new, it's fresh, it's a different week, we've just lived, we're going into a new week, and we've seen God move and experience new gifts throughout the week, and it just is one of these things where it settles in again in a new way, and God does those things. And so we're going to spend some time here because we, we just, we have to say thanks. We just do. We have to just say, you're, you're awesome. Thank you for this gift. We have to worship him because that's, once you start understanding this gift and really who God is, and all of a sudden he's in control and it's his will and it's his way and his path, you live that long enough, you go, this, this is good. This is great. And so Christmas morning becomes a celebration. It becomes a celebration that we celebrate Christ and who he is and his gift for us. And so we don't want some of you to feel left out on that, but join us. Join us in this. Because these next few minutes, we just want to praise him and worship him. And if you have received that gift. This is Christmas morning. 
I would encourage you to tell him thanks. To say it again today. Thank you for coming. To worship him. And, and you can fake it and I can fake it to each other, but God knows. And he's, he just, we all know this. He wants it from the heart. He just wants it from the heart. So from the heart, you can tell him today, Lord, I love you. I love you. Thank you so much. And we'll put this to you and to us together that we'll just spend these next few moments worshiping him and telling him these things.